Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local, you would dial 702-650-5588. Again, 702-650-5588. If you'd like to join in on our discussion today, if you have a general comment, if you have a praise report, or if you have a prayer request. We also have a toll-free number for you to join in on our discussion as well. That number is 800-366-8883. You use this number if you're calling outside the Las Vegas area. Again, 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website, and that web address is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just wave to you. We're also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website. And our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, we encourage you to visit the website. The web address again is www.savethelostlv.org. Look for our weekly archives. Just click onto it, select the date that you'd like to listen to, or as the Spirit leads you. The gospel is always free on our watch. If you have a Apple device, we are also being archived for free on iTunes as well. Most of us have a cell phone, and you can listen to KKVV anytime via your cell phone. It only works in the United States. I'm going to give you the number twice, and you can listen to Save the Loss at All Costs right now. The call numbers, uh, excuse me, the call sign for KKVV is 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. The number to listen to KKVV via cell number would be 605-313-0630. Again, 605-313-0630. I encourage you to lock it in. It's probably one of the best cell phone contacts you will have and share it with someone else. So we're going to get into our topic today. And our topic is, are you hiding I know that uh, that might uh, strike a, a chord with some of us, and uh, it should. And you should be asking yourself, hiding from whom? So, again, our topic for today is, are you hiding? And we're going to go to Psalm 32. So I'd like for you to go to Psalm 32 with me, and uh, we will definitely get into our topic again. Are you hiding? So I am reading out of the New King James Version. So 
this is a theme that's listed here that has to deal with forgiveness. And that's something that's available to us as believers. It's a beautiful, wonderful gift. And it opens up so many avenues for us to enjoy our lives as God has intended for us to enjoy them. Amen? So let's look at it. So this is Psalm 32, and it has 11 verses, and I'm going to start with verse 1. And the Word of God says this, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Two, blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and whose spirit there is no deceit. Verse 3, when I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. For, for the day and night, your hands were heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. 5. I acknowledged my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. 6. For this caused Everyone who is godly shall pray to you in a time when you may be found. Surely in a flood of great waters there shall not come near him. 7. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. 9. Do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. 10. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked. But he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall surround him. 11. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice your... Let me do this again. 11. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous. And shout for joy, all you upright in heart. That was absolutely exquisite. I am so excited at the opportunity to be able to share some things with you concerning Psalm 32. So, the theme is, you know, forgiveness here. And we talked about, are you hiding? And my question to men and women of God are, are you hiding? And it talked about hiding here, but most of us in the natural will hide in busyness. We will hide our true condition. And a lot of us are suffering because of sin. Sin is a direct correlation to sickness and not just physical sickness. You know, emotional sickness, spiritual sickness. A lot of us are hiding 
And we're very good at being actors and actresses. And a lot of times that happens for those of the faith. Because they want to give the appearance that everything is great. And when you ask people, you know, how they doing, a lot of them say, great. Amen. I have the favor of the Lord on me. And I would admit there are some people you shouldn't say some things to. Because they're not spiritually mature to handle what it is that you're about to say. I believe you need to operate with great discernment. But if you have been on this earth for any period of time. I believe that you should have at least one or two people that you can be honest with and that those people will be honest with you. And because some of us like to surround ourselves with mediocrity. And mediocrity is neither good nor bad, but can I say this? It's barely making it. So, Why would you want to surround yourself with someone who's barely making it? And I don't mean financially. I mean barely able to convey truth to you, wisdom to you. The thing is, is that we need to have evidence that we are true worshipers. There needs to be evidence of spiritual growth. There needs to be evidence of faith. And when you surround yourself with mediocrity, then it's always an okay situation. We're in a spiritual battle, men and women of God. (laughs) And evil is not okay under any circumstances. So when you have people around you who operate from a mediocrity type of standpoint, then, you know, it's okay. You, you kind of did the best you can. You know, what, you know what, what do you expect? Well, there's a standard when you are a child of God. There is a standard for the kingdom of God. And mediocrity will never, ever be a component Of the kingdom of God. God Almighty. El Shaddai. Is nothing mediocrity about him. Nothing. So that should not be the standard. And hiding. In busyness. And not addressing things. And thinking it's okay. Because the people. Or the situations or the circumstances you surround yourself with, it's just business as usual. Well, that's a recipe for disaster. And so I like to, to look at the scriptures a little bit more. And, you know, the thing is, is that what we have right here is something that is called a maskil. And a maskil is a poem or psalm that's supposed to create wisdom. It's special in its nature. And this is what Psalm 32 is. It is to produce wisdom. 
There's no way that you can read this psalm and not come away with a dose of wisdom that you can apply instantaneously. So let's start looking at the verses a little bit closer. And we know that hiding is not good. And you say, well, why would you say that, uh, Sister Nina? Well, as Pastor Terry would say sometimes, I'm so glad you asked. So let's go to uh, Genesis. And I think you remember the story about Adam and Eve and what went on in the garden. So let's let's uh, try to go there and look at that and see what happened. So we know that there was a serpent and the serpent tempted Eve and she did eat of the fruit from the tree she was not supposed to eat of and she handed it to her husband and he did eat and uh, there was a problem. So let's look and pick this up. I would have to say let's go to Genesis 3. And let's look at, starting at <clears throat> verse 6. And again, I'm in the New King James Version, and the Word of God says this, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Seven, then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering. Eight, then they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. You see right here, they hid themselves. Verse 9, Then the Lord God came to Adam and said to him, Where are you? 10, So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. There it is again. I hid myself. 11. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? 12. Then the man said, The woman who you gave to me, excuse me, let me read that again. 12. Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. 13. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So here you have Adam and Eve hiding from God because God had given Adam the command he could do anything but eat of this one tree. 
And he was supposed to instruct his wife. And he allowed his wife to be deceived by the serpent. And he was standing right next to her. How I know he was? Because she handed him the fruit and he did eat. And the commentary says this. The thought of two humans covered with fig leaves trying to hide from the all-seeing, all-knowing God is humorous. How could they be so silly as to think they could actually hide? Yet we do the same, acting though God doesn't know what we're doing. Have the courage to share all you do and think with him. And don't try to hide. It can't be done. Honesty will strengthen your relationship with God. So let's go back to Psalm 32. And we're talking about today, are you hiding? So, God is an all-knowing and an all-seeing God. And when you hide from God, or shall we say, attempt to hide from God, what is it you're saying about your relationship? Is it God that you don't trust? Because it seems to me that you've already formed an opinion about what God is going to do or what he's not going to do. And when we come into an agreement of a relationship, we have to be in agreement with what our position is and what is expected of us. So if we know God's nature and we know his position, we should be encouraged because he's a God that's for truth. He's the embodiment of truth. He is the definition of truth. He's the embodiment and the definition of righteousness. He's the embodiment and the definition of grace and mercy. These are divine in nature. They are eternal. This is how the kingdom of God is set up. Now, here in the world, uh, truth is not required, nor is righteousness, nor is grace, nor is mercy. It's implied, but it's not required. In the kingdom, it is required. There's no implication. This is how it works. So when we come into a relationship and we make the confession of faith, then that's who we are subjected to. Divine truth. Divine righteousness. Divine grace. And divine mercy. Where mediocrity does not exist, it's not even defined. Imagine that. That's not part of the kingdom vocabulary. Because it means barely adequate. And things that belong and define the kingdom is blessed. And that's without 
ceasing. No beginning and no end to the blessing. Continuous. I think, men and women of God, you ought to get excited about that. So let's start looking at Psalm 32. Verse 1, it said, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. See, this is talking in a past tense. It says, you already blessed. It's already covered. And it says sin is covered. It's executed already. It's a done deal. It's not a discussion. It's been executed already. And it says, blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven. That means the very ground you walk on in your forgiven state is blessed. There's joy in this type of deliverance, in this type of assurance. And joy is not a man or a woman gift. It's a divine gift. It comes from above. Happiness has to deal with your emotions, but joy, oh no. Joy is not subject to emotion. Two. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity and whose spirit there is no deceit. You know, the Lord wants to forgive sinners. And when you think about forgiveness... There has to be some action on our part. We have to want to have it as well. And how we express that is we have to express what it is that we are seeking forgiveness for. There are men and women who walk among us who have a problem apologizing. They have a problem admitting that they had some fault or responsibility in what has happened. Imagine if God was like that. How terrible would our lives be? And forgiveness would not be of a divine nature. It would be temporal. Something that did have an end. Temporary at best. But see, when the Lord forgives you, everything around you goes from darkness to light. From despair to hope. 
from sickness to healing. And it's immediate. And it affects your emotional state. Just like that. And I just snapped my finger. It's important that we understand that it's instantaneously, it's transforming, it's revelatory, it's divine, it's eternal, it's kingdom. Let's see what happens When we want to hide in mediocrity. When we don't want to come before the Lord. When we just seek approval from mere men and women. And we have no true understanding of what the desire of their heart really is. When they say, oh, it's okay, it's no problem. You did the best you could. Is that really sincere? Where's the desire to do better? And are we interested in fans? Or do we really want friends? Because a real friend will tell you the truth. A real friend will tell you, you know what, you messed up. There's a situation. There's a problem. We need to address it. If you continue to go down this road, it's not going to end up well. A real friend cares about your eternal soul. What are you living for? Because everybody dies. Did you come to the earth just to be good? Did you come to the earth just to check a couple of things off your list? Well, how's that working out for you? Let's see what happens when you're content with hiding. Verse 3. When I kept silent, my bones grew old. Through my groaning all the day long. For for day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. The summers here in our immediate area can't be grueling and unforgiving. The heat is tremendous. And yes, we live in a desert. But there are even hotter deserts than the desert that we live in. So, you see how it's breaking us down. It's breaking us down so... That we are experiencing just serious 
issues in our health, physically, in our mind, in our soul, in our spirit, in our heart. We are wasting away. That's how it is to hold on to secret and hidden sin. Unconfessed sin will cause us to literally dry up as if we're in a drought in the dead of summer. It's not good, men and women of God. It's not good at all. But let's look at verse 5. It says, I acknowledge my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. And looking at the commentary, it says, What is confession? To confess our sin is to agree with God, acknowledging that He is right to declare what we have done as sinful, that we are wrong to desire or to do it. It means affirming our intention or forsaking that sin in order to follow God more faithfully. Admit that you are doing something that is in direct rebellion and opposition to the word of God. It's not a debate. It's not a deflection. It's not a projection. It is a declaration. I am wrong, Lord, and you are right. And Lord, you've been showing me. But I have chose another path. See, until we can come to that agreement, until we can come to that conclusion of the matter that we are out of position, we cannot come to God because our heart is not right. God can deal with a contrite heart. What is it that you want him to do for a pride, prideful spirit? See, Satan got thrown out of heaven because he was prideful. He challenged God. God will not be challenged. God will not be mocked. Who can come before the Creator as the creation and accuse Him? You can't. You can't. Now, there are some things that don't always feel good. There are some things that we don't quite understand. There were some things that we weren't quite prepared for. And he has loving kindness towards us. He's patient. And he will help us. And he will give us the answers that we are desiring. 
all while he's healing us, being patient with us, and comforting us. He's a father. He's loving. He's protecting. He's always teaching. He doesn't hide his will for us. But he's sovereign. And he doesn't have to tell us anything if that's what he chooses to do. Being in relationship with the Father is about trust. That he loves us. And he has no intention to hurt or destroy us. But to give us an everlasting life. Because it was his breath that made us a living soul. And that anything that happens to us is not unnatural in that it happens to everyone. Sickness will be in this world. Death will be in this world. It's not going away. There are those who practice evil and perpetuate it. But God has showed us how to recognize it and how to come against it. We have the tools right here in his word. He has armed us. He has equipped us. He has shown us what we have going for us. But we have to keep our eye on him. And believe that he is who he says he is. And that he can do what he says he can do. It's his story. And our story is still unfolding. But it's important that we understand that word acknowledged. It is a word that means that what you acknowledge is not partial. It, you acknowledge it in its entirety. When you sign your name, you don't just sign your first name. You usually sign your full name or your payroll signature. And a payroll signature would be a first name, a middle initial, and a last name. That's a full acknowledgement. It's not a name or two names or just an initial and a name. It is your signature that says, I acknowledge what it is that I am signing, what has been presented. And that's what we're saying when we confess, Lord, we acknowledge, we sign our signature on our sin. That is our sin, and we bring it before you. We admit it. It's about integrity. Because if you bring it to the Lord, He's an intentional God. 
If he says, let there be light, there's light. And then he qualifies it and he says it's good. So when you bring your sin before God, you want him to have the right intention. And he always has the right intention. And many of us are guilty. But he doesn't impute the sin. Which means you don't receive the full punishment for the sin. There will be consequences. You're going to have to live with what it is that you've done. But his grace and mercy endures forever. So there's a lesson in the blessing. There are no losses. There are lessons. And he's the master and he's teaching the class. You ought to get excited about that. Because he will have the first say and the last say according to what it is that you bring before him. It's important that we operate in this gift while we still have it. Because if we don't and we continue to hide, we will wither away and we will experience unnecessary pain and it will be excruciating. It will be crippling. It will be devastating. And then our lives will be where we've come to the end of the road. And we could have had the abundancy of being blessed right where we were if we would have the desire to stop hiding from God. Confession is agreement with God. About our earthly state and decisions that we are making, whether sin through omission or commission, because it can come either way. Something we didn't do and we should have done or something we did and we shouldn't have done. We don't want to conspire against God. Trust is something that we want to be able to demonstrate to God that we trust Him. Because when we are at our weakest, He's at His strongest. There was one way that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, defeated death. He defeated death with love. It was love that kept him on the cross, not nails. The love of the Father. The love of the prophecy. The love of the people that were created in the Father's image. In the Son's image. In the Holy Spirit's image. 
We were created to be a reflection in the face of the Godhead. We have a soul. We are unique in his creation that we have souls. And when he breathed into us, we became a living soul. His breath is eternal. We were created to be eternal. Death was that that was supposed to separate us from God. But when our Lord and Savior did the work on the cross, he defeated death. Salvation is real. It's a gift. Forgiveness is real. It's a gift. Repentance is real. It's a gift. Eternal life is real. It's a gift. But it's kingdom. And we have to operate from such. And some of us are trying to hide in plain sight. God sees us. Who are you hurting? When you choose not to confess. What a man sows is what a man reaps. The wages of sin are death. And when you don't seek forgiveness, then the gift of repentance is not open to you. Repentance is such a powerful gift. It allows us to turn from that thing that caused us to be separated from God anyway. And that we can be restored as if it never happened. Can you imagine that? That you are denying yourself? And what example are you setting for those that God has sent to you to care for? To teach, to mentor, to raise up as spiritual sons and daughters. What is it that you're passing on? The universe will bear witness to your stubbornness. Don't be deceived, men and women of God. It's not weakness to confess your sins to God. It is the most strongest and the courageous thing that you can do. Because it can set you in right standing so that you can continue on with your life in Christ. That you can enjoy sanctification. Don't you want to be set aside for something that's great and eternal? Holiness is to be set aside. It's a holy Bible because God is holy. He's not like any other God. He won't be reduced to that. We have real power 
right here. We have a real opportunity. And the lesson about hiding was so important that it comes very quickly in the third chapter of the first book of the Bible. After creation and Adam and Eve, then we deal with the issue of hiding. See, the sin happened, then we try to hide the sin. That's not working. And it came very quickly. So, we have to understand that it's something that our Heavenly Father wanted us to understand right away. That there are boundaries. There are things you can do and there are things that you cannot do. And there's plenty of liberty in the kingdom. But when God says it, it's so. And to hide from that is utter disobedience and rebellion. which will lead to total separation and damnation. Now, a lot of times in our worship environment, uh, you hear people say, oh, we don't do fire and brimstone here. We don't have that type of preaching or teaching here. Well, if your teaching and preaching does not talk about the wages of sin, does not talk about holiness, does not talk about right standing with God, then you will be fallen and you will find yourself in a weakened state. Anything that you do, especially when you're presented with a healer in a medical environment, let's just say, there's always risk and benefits that will be told to you. And they will get what is known as informed consent. Which means they told you the risk and the benefits of the treatment that they are recommending. Make no mistake, the Word of God tells you the risk and the benefits. Benefits for obedience, risk for disobedience. You follow the Word of God. There are benefits. You don't follow the word of God. There are risk and detriments. God is very clear in what he teaches. He does not teach confusion. There's always order and excellence to what God is presenting to us. And you have to understand that when you are operating in sin, your body 
feels it. Your mind feels it. Your spirit and your soul feels it. Your heart spills it. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs. God bless you. Hi, Sister Nina. How you doing? This is Brother Rico. Hey, Brother Rico. How are you, man of God? It's so wonderful to hear your voice. I'm listening to you, and man, you're just you're just awesome. I'm just listening to your message today, and how you're hiding, and how everything's a gift, including forgiveness and salvation. It's just a very, very powerful message you got going on right now. I love it. I love you, Brother Rico, and I appreciate that. And, you know, for those who are listening, uh, Brother Rico and I have fellowship for years together. He is a strong man of God. Uh, he's a chaplain. And, uh, Brother Rico, you've you've wrestled like I've wrestled, correct? Yeah, every day, every day I do. You know, like I'm, I'm around people. You know, tomorrow, tomorrow I have nine years, ten months clean and sober. Amen. Tomorrow. Well, praise yeah. God. So this well, is this is a struggle. It's a fight, man. It's a fight. Yeah. No, that's all right. But the warehouse where I work, you're mm-hmm. an outcast in today's world. You're an outcast if you're not gambling today. You know, in this world, especially in Las Vegas, you're an outcast. If you're not doing drugs, if you're not drinking, if you're not womanizing, I'm a total outcast on my job. You know what I mean? I, I stay with, you know, it's just, it's just the way it is. You know what I mean? For me anyway, you know, because I'm a Christian, I'm clean, I'm sober, and it's hard. It's hard, Sister Nina. It is hard. You know what I mean? Like I said, especially when you're an outcast, you know, when you're not doing all these things that the world does. Well, you know what, Brother Rico? You're being placed there because God cares so much about those people. Hi. Got to turn your radio down a little bit, man. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. We love you, Brother Rico. God bless you. I'm sorry. Hello, it's Sister Nina. Who am I speaking with? Deborah. Hey, woman of God. How are you? Good. Who is this? You're speaking to Sister Nina. You're on Save the Lost at All Costs. Oh, I'm on air right now? Oh, my God. Yes, you are. Well, I didn't know you were going to hang up on me, but uh, was, was that something I said? <laughs> no, of course you can finish what you're saying. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. You just cut me off. No, it, it's okay. Anyways, hey. I yeah, said, Brother I mean, Rico, you're a light. You're being placed there. You're a lamp, you know, on a stand. And God cares so much about the people that you're around that he keeps showing them that, you know, you can do it. You know, the thing is, is that you're so near that they can see it. They can't deny it, and they know the work that God has done in you. So I, I am excited about where he's placed you. Thank you, Sister Nina. Like I said, I was listening to your message. I was listening to you today. You sound great, by the way. You sound really good. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And you know I love you, don't you? I love you, my sister. So keep giving them Jesus, Brother Rico. <laughs> keep giving them Jesus. <laughs> I will keep doing it. I love you. God all right. Love you. you more. Thank you. God bless you. Hi. You're on Save the Loss at All Costs. God bless you. Praise the Lord, sister. Anyway, this is Sister Deborah. Okay. We got it together. How you doing, woman of God? Oh, that was a trip. But anyway, um, I love Brother Rico. Shout out to Brother Rico. I didn't hear the last part of what he was saying, mm-hmm. but I just really want to say ditto. You know, like you're really doing such a great job and all of that. Um, and also, I wanted to call in to say how impactful your ministry has been to my life and my family's life. So, 
you know, you've been ministering to my son. And it was just such a joy to see him stop in his tracks and listen. I mean, I just wanted your uh, uh, listeners to hear how impactful and how important you are. You know, because you're, you're, you're affecting people's lives, their children's lives. And I just really want to say, I'm so grateful. We'll talk off the air and I can tell you more, but I'm so grateful to you for what you're doing in the families. Like you do so much teaching and it's such a broad spectrum, but this was very, very good today. Well, I appreciate and, uh, that. Well, thank yeah. you. I, you're welcome, honey. Call me when you get. I will. I love you. you. I love you more. God bless you and the whole radio staff. All right. Thank you so much, sis. Okay, sis. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, well, we appreciate the calls that we have. We appreciate the encouragement. And it's wonderful when families can listen together so that they can uh, be on one accord. Uh, in addition to that, we appreciate people like Brother Rico who will be a standard bearer for the kingdom of God. A lot of times we are placed in situations where it seems that uh, people do not receive who we are. But the thing is, God has sent us to be a gift. He has sent us to be a blessing. He has sent us to be encouragement. He has sent us to be a light to the world to be salt, you know, the seasoning to the world. So we don't need to hide. Uh, You know, today, if you're hiding, come out from among them. Go to God. Confess your sin. He is quick to forgive. Make sure you get in a teaching, Bible, church, that is coming straight from the word of God. Stay the course, men and women of God. Read Psalm 32 again. It will bless you tremendously. We need not be afraid. God is who he says he is. He's going to do what he says he's going to do. He is loving He is kind. He is patient. His mercy and grace endures forever. We will see you next week. We love you and save the lost at all costs. Goodbye. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. Also, you can listen to KKVV Christian Talk Radio anytime via your cell phone. Please dial 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during 
our live broadcast at www.kkvb.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.